to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Uh, That game was bad, and the Avs lost badly. The final score ends up being 7-4. The Avs lose to the Dallas Stars. There wasn't really a ton in it. 7-3. Sorry, oh, you're right. Seven to three. They we were hoping the it would goal. be four. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Seven to three. My bad. Uh, not really a ton in this one. The Avs were not good from the word go, and game was kind of just over fairly quickly. I guess. I guess I'll do a sixty second rundown. Uh, so stars get on the board fairly early with a quick goal uh, on a delayed penalty from Colorado. The middle of the first wasn't horrible, but the Avs just weren't really generating anything. They kind of put themselves on the back foot with some penalties. Dallas eventually gets a second goal. Uh, The Avs do get one back there. Sam Gerrard scores late in the first, but even later in the first, the Stars again just break down the Avs defense to make it 3-1. And then the second period, the Avs just kind of go off the cliff. And before you know it, it's 5-1. The third period, a bunch of goals were scored, but they really aren't relevant. It gets you to your 7-3 final, but game was academic at that point. Colorado was donezo. That's it. I don't need any more time. Oh, I, I was yeah. going to say, 13 seconds. How are you guys doing? How's life? <laughs> Living the dream out here. Jesse, how are you feeling about getting married soon? Good. It's super weird. It's super weird to like act, because it's just been like this arbitrary thing. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get married. Yeah, in March. You know, whatever. Yeah. And, like, now it's March. How? And it's just... It's insane. How much of the planning are you doing and how much of the yes-deering are you doing? So, we're getting married uh, in Mexico. And so it's actually been, in general... Maybe, I don't know, maybe Hannah would kill me if she heard me say... <laughs> maybe there's just a bunch going on behind the scenes that I don't know about. But it, we have... It, it's been a relatively low impact. It's like we meet with the... The people that do the things, once. yeah. yeah. We tell them, here's what we want, here's the music, here's the preferences, blah, blah, blah. And then you, like, show up. You know what I mean? So uh, I've been involved in, like... I picked out most of the elements of my outfit. <laughs> most? Yeah. <laughs> and really, that's... About it. About all. But, oh, and I helped with Wait, the music too, which, as we all remember. Yeah. Which which element of your outfit is undecided? Like well, no, socks just like I, no, like I just gave her like yeah, and then we can wear whatever for that. Cool. Yeah. We're we're yeah, it's it's pretty cash attire wise. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if anybody's noticed from the everything that I wear. <laughs> I'm not much of a collared shirt and slacks kind of guy. <laughs> I like collared shirts. It's the slacks that I I, I, don't. I hate them. I just think. Men's dress clothes are made out of a fabric that don't I, feel very good. I, I didn't know existed. Clothes technology, like across like industries, yep. it's con- you pick up a tag. Every clothes tag is this long. It's like this technology <laughs> and this wicking and this mini way stretch. You buy a, like a nice dress shirt, and it's like this is the shape that it is, <laughs> and hopefully you fucking fit into it, and hopefully you don't move much. <laughs> Take it or leave it, and oh, by the way, it's 150 bucks. You're like, and it feels like sandpaper on your right, skin. Right, 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 yeah. right. And oh, by the yeah. way, it's 100% cotton. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was 50, longer than 13 50% seconds. 50% cotton, 50% just like twine, this, burlap. It's like raw. Uh, this game felt like I was wearing burlap, this to be honest. This was the men's dress shirt of games. <laughs> 
just horrible to sit in. Nice. And super uncomfortable and, from start and, to finish. And there was nothing you could just do about sucked. it. You it watched just sucked. It was suffocating. From this, this was the dentist appointment of of hockey games. I'd love to say from the puck drop, but we didn't get to see it. Oh, Thanks, actually, ABC. My favorite line yeah. here, and because I'm assuming not everyone will read it. Uh, is it the ice was tilted towards Colorado's net from the moment ABC cut over from the Boston Bruins game five minutes late. <laughs> Like ninety seconds into the yeah. game, <laughs> and they were mid-commercial, and well, then all of a sudden you were like well, mid-play. So you're like no, ABC like baited it too because they show the before the game thing of Jamie Ben getting right, his stick, right, and I was right. like, oh, game hasn't started. It's fine. It's fine. Nope, game was just happening while uh, they were showing everyone that. Yeah. <laughs> and now I want to keep talking about Jesse's wedding. I love when people get mad when we have conversations. <laughs> Not. Like, I mean, what is there to say about this game? The Avs' defense was horrible. The Avs' goaltending was terrible. Yeah. The Avs' possession metrics when the game actually mattered were awful. <laughs> yeah, they got cratered, and they weren't competitive, and then they never really pushed back. And then they got a couple of we'll make the scoreboard look a little better goals in the third period. Yep. And that was it. Like, that was that was just, that was it, man. Like, yeah, P, uh, P.S., uh, the... Um, Matinees have been very good to the Avalanche for many years now. Yeah. Generally, they've so. been very good. Wait, why, why would we suddenly agree that face-offs matter? Oh, okay. Actually, can we just can we have this conversation for the final time ever? Sure. They matter when they matter. All right. Face-offs, uh, face-off statistics in terms of a team's percentage are completely irrelevant. Yep. And if you think that they're meaningful, you're just wrong. <laughs> because there has never been a correlation between winning teams... And face-off percentage. There isn't even Never. there isn't even a correlation between face-off percentages and extended possession. Like, there is not. There is no correlation between face-off percentage and scoring goals. <laughs> it does happen sometimes. Now, this is not to say that face-offs, every single face-off, is completely meaningless. The face-offs that matter Yo, are the face-off. <laughs> What's happening? Sick. Hey, we're back. Okay. Even a fun transition. <laughs> so, anyway, the the faceoffs that are important, the ones that you care about, you know, uh, on a PK to start a power play, defensive zone when you're protecting a lead, offensive zone when you're trying to uh, trying to erase a lead, trying to come back in a game. You're talking about sixty faceoffs in a game. Maybe ten of them. Maybe ten of them are important. And, and those 10 are important. And we agree that those those matter and that you want, you would like well, to be good at those face-offs. It, it, so <laughs> if you would like to continue to comically misrepresent how we feel about face-offs and say, the DNVR guys don't think face-offs matter, you're stupid and wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that is not how we feel, but we are not going to fret about face-off percentage on the whole. It, it, even if, like, as AJ said, there's maybe 10 that are important. So even if you go out and get a guy who's really good at face-offs, a guy that's 50%, 55% at face-offs, he's going to win you maybe one more of those than an average face-off well, guy would. Well, you look at a guy that has a 54% face-off percentage, and then you actually look at face-offs won versus face-offs lost, he might be, like, plus six on the season. Yep. That can go away in one game. Yep. It, and so you're talking about you you're talking about improving your ability to win the 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 10% of faceoffs that matter. 
You're talking about improving your odds to win it by marginal percentage points. Yeah. Like, it's such a small, small, small thing. It's crazy. So anyway, we agree. Face-offs, face-offs matter. We don't ever dismiss face-offs as the a ones, meaningless thing. The ones that matter matter. We dismiss yeah. face-off percentage uh, in, in terms of like a team stat. I, I just, there's also like there's also like ten faceoffs I, a game that yeah, can you, you just tell me who wins that. You can't convince me that a neutral zone faceoff matters. Like for, oh, for real. <laughs> you just and overtime. <laughs> yeah, okay, <And> sure. <laughs> when they matter, the, they matter. Yeah, for no, the no, record, I, I, that, was, that was me totally just. Being for the record, the Avs are at their best in the faceoff circle in the defensive zone, which is where you would like for them to be at their <laughs> best. So anyway, yeah. that's and I'm I'm done having this conversation. Literally forever. <laughs> Could, let's let's move on here a little bit. How much of this is hey the Avs defense needs to go look at some film because this is two games in a row where they've gotten kind of bodied. Yeah, you understood it more in the New Jersey one. You were hoping for better in this game. I think pretty pretty clearly. You absolutely wanted better for a lot of reasons. One, you had a bad game two days ago. Yep. And we didn't care about that game because this was the big one. This was a big game that they just didn't get up for. They just didn't get up for it. Yep. Yeah. They slept, walked into it. Their goaltender did not do them any favors. Their defense made life hard on him. And when both of those elements have a bad game at the same time, you get bodied. And that's that. I, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I like, like I'm, I'm putting both Colorado's defense and Alexander Georgiev in duds today because they were both bad. Yep. I I don't think there's any two ways around that. Uh, as a whole, Georgiev was bad. Certainly, Devon Taves struggled heavily tonight. Oh my god, dude! The one, the one where he just gets torn th- apart on third, both ends of the it. The third yeah. goal in particular, where he loses, he gets beat wide by Hints and then loses him on the loses Pavelski on the back, on the back post, door. Yep. You're just like, how in the world do you accomplish two catastrophic failures? In 10 seconds as Devon Taves. In five seconds yep. as Devon Taves. You have Brad, so bad, you have Brad Hunt's coverage, which is just rough right now. Yeah, it was bad. They, they were, there, there were no good players in this game. Yep. You have Kale McCarr, who pretty much ghosted the game. Which, like, and some of this is understandable. Brad Hunt's an NHL defenseman. Yeah. Kale McCart just getting back from injury. First game back. Yeah. There are there are understandable reasons for it. It doesn't make it good. The I one, love drinking games. Do it. The one guy uh, that actually did play pretty well for the Avs defense, though, was Sam Gerrard. And we're giving him king of the game because even if the points were meaningless, he did get three of them. Well, his, first, a, his goal actually mattered. For yeah. sure. When he scored and they made it 2-1 and with like three minutes to go in the first, you were like, all right, here we go. Like, all right, they're yeah. back in this. All right. They have survived the storm. We can see it. And then the storm never stopped. But Sammy, Sam Gerard had a three-point game. So he got king of the game. You got you to find a king of the game somewhere in games like this. So, yeah. You take what you can get. My man, you'll never see 2022 again. It's over. <laughs> That's not how life works, brother. <laughs> we will cherish it. That's why we are all we all big chillered away yeah. last year to cherish what last year was. Now now it's on. And and 
I don't think we need to get into the nitty gritty of how every goal got scored, how they ran Dallas ran away with this in the second period. Yeah, I mean, you have three goals that get scored from distance on Georgiev in this game. Yep. Screen, not screen. We don't even need to have the argument. He wasn't good enough. I, I, you can have that argument at one goal. If three of them go in, some of those just got to be stopped, yeah. right? We like, could have, like, Jesse and I could have had a nice, spirited conversation about the second goal. But yeah. when. When three goals from distance go in like that, your goalie's playing poorly. It's like it just doesn't matter. Yep. I, I, and I still personally don't have an issue with the second goal. But to AJ's point, okay, cool. Give him that one. Yeah. Even, yeah. If, even if one of us relents <laughs> on it, we're just <laughs> right, like. Right, right. It's like, yeah, you know, it just, right. it just so, wasn't great. So it's yep. only 4-1 in the second. Right, Sick. right, right, right. right. Yeah, so then. it's like, yeah, you know, yep. the, the that stuff only matters when you make the next save. You know what I mean? If, if, if. He had made that save. They go into the room two to one. The Avs come back and they make a game out of this, and they lose this game four to three. Then yeah, you have a conversation about you. You, you know, you needed that Georgiev goal or whatever. Or maybe yeah. three to two is a better example. He doesn't give up another one until overtime or whatever. Yeah. Then yeah, you have that conversation. But when it gets to this point, doesn't matter. Well, and, yeah, and the it Avs was just too bad. The <laughs> Avs too bad. had no qualms about it. The game got to five one. They understood Georgiev wasn't playing well, defense wasn't playing well, so they pull him so they can have him for tomorrow with as much legs as possible. Right. Honestly, I thought that was... One of the better decisions of the day. one of the better decisions of the day. Hey, you got to a point. It was out of reach. You have a game tomorrow. You Wipe this one. So, Go in tomorrow. The one thing I do want to say, PK? Yeah. Not bad PK today. was pretty good. It was super good. It was like <laughs> the weirdest thing. The only stud of this game is your is your penalty kill. Yeah. Right, right. Which was which, great. I was like, which was really they, good. It was, yeah. it was great. Literally got the game, better chances than Dallas did. <laughs> they literally they had a three on one yeah. shorthanded. Like it, right their, after a two on one. Their penalty kill was great today. Yep. It really was super good. So it, it, you you do have to try and find some of those good things through the weeds of, of the bad here. Because it, it's really easy to say this was super disappointing, especially with the New Jersey game. And it is. 100%. The Avs need to do better. The Avs need to put a stop yep. to this right now. They need to come to the rink tomorrow and be the good team that, that yep. they're capable of being. We've all and seen it. Speaking of tomorrow, Georgiev and Net. Yes, yeah. yes, oh, yeah. yes. Okay, yeah. cool. That's why you pulled him. Yeah. You know what I yep. mean? You pulled him to give him a chance for tomorrow. Also, you really don't want to embarrass that guy. No, no, no. For sure. He, he's the number one. You're going with it. Certainly over Keith Kincaid. No offense to the guy. He played fine in this game. But to save those orange pads, if nothing else. Start, start Georgiev. Tomorrow. Yellow. Though they were pretty orange. They're yellow. Don't start this with this, this the same thing with the jerseys. <laughs> Dude, they're very clearly yellow. It's, 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 it came from the Boston Bruins. Those yeah. pads looked orange to me. That's all I'm saying. Go, go get your eyes checked then. <laughs> See that LASIK needs to be Am I yellow, down orange, on. colorblind yeah, you, now? Apparently. Yeah, dude, your LASIK did you dirty. Like, yeah. you need your money like, back, brother. Those pads looked way more like that D than that N. Bro, you're out of your mind. <laughs> okay. They look like the N. They no, didn't look like the N at all to me. Uh, Tiff, can you find a picture of those pads? <laughs> I just don't, I don't get why you would even think that they would be orange. They look Even if orange. your eyes are telling you orange, I don't know why you would think that. I, I, when he skated out, I was really? like, those they're don't look like gold. Boston's <laughs> colors. Yeah, fuck me. They're gold, guys. They're gold. <laughs> Sport gold? Sure. They're not orange. That's all I know. 
Of all things, they aren't. Both, Zach. Georgiev was really yeah, bad. Right. There, they look super yellow. Georgiev oh, was bad picture today. Of the past? I, I'm telling you, on the TV, they didn't look that yellow. Anyway, not the point I wanted to get to here. What color is that mask? <laughs> Purple. I mean, I'm just trying to make sure. I want to know how far this extends. <laughs> anyway, uh, in the sake of trying to find things you're looking for and positives here, you get a couple goals in this game late. You get something from your depth in Cogliano. But maybe more importantly, so this is about Erod. Yeah. Can we maybe tie this into New Hook in the Islanders Please game do. earlier Please this year? Please do. Yes. Because do you guys remember they blew that game in, in New York against the Islanders and it was a really disappointing finish. But Alex Newhook scored a really meaningless goal at the end of it. And it was his first point of the season. And it served as the launch pad for everything getting better for him. Yep. If. They get bodied in this game, but the goal from Evan Rodriguez late gets him going, gets him kind of off, you know, off the schneid a little bit and back into producing offensively. And then obviously they have to continue to win games. But if, if that is serve, if this serves as a launch pad for Evan Rodriguez, the loss will have been totally worth. Yeah. 100%. It will have sucked to sit through. But if this serves as a launch pad for Evan Rodriguez to get back to it, back to the guy that we saw the first half of the season then totally worth it. If it doesn't, then that sucks. But I'm hopeful that we see something similar because we saw the same thing from Newhook earlier this year. And quietly, Newhook has turned his play back up over the last handful of games as well. He has. On a team, which is now in a situation where they're solving 2C internally, you'd love to see Erod going. You'd yeah. love to see Newhook going. For sure. So, there is some hope there. I would, yep. I would say, I would put it that way. <laughs> I would also say, uh, Erod getting a goal, getting a little something going. Maybe we could stop this Dennis Mulligan next oh, to my God. next to Nathan McKinnon. <laughs> Dennis, I turned the puck over directly in front of my own goalie and got scored on Mulligan. <laughs> that was yeah, tough. that sixth goal was it was something hilarious. <laughs> it's the way it goes on nights like Yo, this. Yo, you just got. Fashion advice and step two of it involves wearing multiple shirts to feel comfortable. Free to just shirts, wear a comfortable undershirt, modern dress pants, has stretch waistband. Get this. See, I'm not wearing a suit at all. Tux. Yeah. yeah, no, that's. I, I appreciate Jesse's going to get you, married in board shorts. I tell you, sure. I, I love the I love the way I look in a suit. I hate wearing them. See, a hard agree. I, I, I actually it. don't even like the way I look in a suit. I. I think people look ridiculous in suits. It's like, who wears this many layers in society? Why do you need this many buttons on your clo on your outfit? So I, I agree with both things. I think you look good in a suit, but there's never, ever, ever any reason to have an undershirt, a collared shirt, and a suit jacket right, on. And right. then if it's cold, you put another jacket right. on. Like, like and I'm, I, I'm sorry, but if you wear a pocket square, you're a nerd. Well, Agree. I, I'm also getting now to the point. Respect, but you're a nerd. I'm also getting to the point where I actually think ties are a completely ridiculous yes. concept. <laughs> Why were they ever a thing? It's just, it's just an. I guess I never thought an about extra it. Extra rogue it's piece breaking of fabric. my brain right now <laughs> to be like, hey, I just, so, I love choking so myself true. all day a little bit. Like, so true. First, had this thought was in a press conference earlier this year. Jared Bednar, it was a post game. 
And he was leaning over the table a bit, and the tie was, you know, just like hanging yeah. like off his body a bit. And I was like, what a weird accessory. We've all just completely accepted as normal. This dude just has an extra piece of cloth just so hanging off at, of him. At least, like, if you think it looks good, I can understand wearing a tie. But if you wear a tie with a vest... And you tuck yeah, the tie tuck into the, tie. the vest? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You can't even see the tie. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. I just, I've always, I've always had this really weird just thing with dress, dress clothes. I just think they're the most unrealistic, like weirdest ensembles. I've just always been uncomfortable no, in yeah, them. Why? So, right. That's for me. This is what, what I would wear to yeah. everything in the world if I was allowed to and See, i do in any case that i am i hate jeans and my problem is is i'm a grown adult trying to wear <laughs> basketball shorts everywhere and it just See, doesn't fly man you got to grow up at some point i don't mind jeans but i would just prefer to wear joggers not jeans could we get this last question up on the screen so we have a hockey thing to talk about not that i don't yeah i mean it's that know. it's that type of show today i yeah. don't know uh, question for the group with Manson McDermott and Val out. Who is the physical guy to show grit? You don't want LOC to be the guy to go after people. What's wrong with right? LOC being that guy? Yeah, I, I don't know that there's a problem with LOC doing it. You saw Dennis Malgan crush a dude today. Like, I don't really think they have that big of a problem. They have plenty of grit in their bottom end. Cogliano's not going to back down from anyone. Val will be back Maybe tomorrow. Yeah, he's also, just ill. Val in that group is a really weird inclusion because that's he had one fight and it was he, not. He really isn't that physical in general either. Like he's not crushing dudes out there. I will say I don't know what Jock Talkers means. That's a great nickname if that's derogatory. Well I'm, I'm assuming it's it's Wait, derogatory for us. Slapping at the Chicago is guy. hilarious. Literally, everybody has an opinion on fashion. Everybody on Earth. You could tell because they wake up and get dressed every day. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, and so I mean, um, you'll notice we everybody we said fashion, we don't like the clothes and we think they might look odd, but we didn't discredit anyone for yeah, wearing or liking say, yeah, right. them. I like, don't personally like them. I, in the same I did way that say I'm sure if you wear a pocket square, you're a nerd. Uh, you that's all right. That. Pocket squares. I also that's said, an accessory. Though? I also <laughs> said respect, but you're a nerd. <laughs> you did say respect. Yeah. See, and that gets me off the hook. <laughs> Mark my words. See, it, well, you know. Not to be an asshole, not but. Not to be an yeah, asshole, yeah, yeah. but. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's just in the same way that everyone has different taste in right. everything. It, it, yeah, I Those clothes just aren't for me. This this last comment, though, honestly, about Landy being a bigger a bigger hitter than Nuke is it's a good one. Yep. Because you talk about the setting the tone and the physicality and you're not going to get bullied and Who's going to play that role for you? Well, Landy plays that role more than Najushka does. Very true. And I think people underestimate, and I get this is Makar's first game back, especially off a of concussion, but when he's going full speed, he's plenty physical. Bowen Byron's totally. plenty physical. Yeah, those guys really... I get it with Josh Manson, though, because I think, I think we see that this defense... You look at the defense with Josh Manson recently. I mean, he's definitely a unique piece. They, yeah. they have... It has such a different... Like, that Minnesota game, I thought, was so telling. In Minnesota, where they didn't... You know, they, they were on the second half of back-to-back -back and got shelled in shots and didn't play a great game. But Minnesota wants to... They want to turn those guys... They want to turn the Avs defensemen and make them play with their back to the ice. Yep. And Josh Manson is a guy that can play that way really effectively... And I think he gives them that extra dimension where I think he's become really, really important to this defense, especially with no Eric Johnson. 
What sucks about Eric Johnson this year is that he got overplayed so much that we're all like, oh, he's bad now. But we never got to see EJ in a proper he's probably third pairing in the right D role, role yeah. that he would be if he comes back for the playoffs. Yep. And if they were able to get those guys, it really sucks that that we don't get we don't get to see this defense. Not one game this regular season. We're going to get to see this defense as it was built to really do its thing. I, I hope we can see it in the playoffs. I'll leave it at that. Because um, I do think Josh Manson, not having a Josh Manson really hurts you in, you know, uh, not uh, against the teams like a, a Vegas or a Dallas uh, and Minnesota, the three teams that I take seriously that, that he really has a major impact. Yeah. On. That he really thrives in those, in those elements and having Landis Cog there, to have to, to add that element, you know, I, I also think it, it, it is a big part of Colorado's all around identity that they are lacking in those matchups. It's not the reason they lost today. It's not any of that. I'm just saying in general, it does hurt them to not have that. Uh, today was today is very simple. Your defense and your goalie can't have bad games at the same time. It's and it's not like the offense was vibing. Either. Oh, I <laughs> like, <laughs> there were some. Going through those Ottinger highlights, there were better scoring chances than I recalled. Not a lot of them. No. <laughs> it's a 30-second highlight. <laughs> not a 90-second highlight, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Ryan Merkley call-up does not help them in any way. He's terrible defensively. I actually think he's... Isn't he still hurt? Is he? Uh, I, no, I don't know. He had to assist last night. Oh, so. yeah, okay. But uh, if you got hurt last night, then... If, <laughs> if you're looking for better defense, Ryan Merkley today is not the answer. For sure. That's a guy that I, I think Ryan Merkley needs to be just left alone. He just, just has to develop. Just yeah. let him play AHL hockey. Yep. And, you know, we'll, we'll see him next season. Let Greg Cronin work with that guy. Yeah, we'll see him next season. Um, two more things I want to talk about. We'll keep this one short. We won't go too long. One, I see chat talking about it a bunch. Lars Eller, was he fantastic tonight? By no means. He, he had some struggles. Again, this is a guy who's been in this organization for 72 hours. It's pretty clear he hasn't functioned with the systems yet, and especially for a guy who you're you're pinning as a defense first forward. Well, and you're also pulling him out of playing one way for ten straight years, right? And then he has to jump into an AV system, which is pretty different from a lot yeah. of teams around the league. We have seen some guys take some time to adjust when they get to Colorado because the way they do things is pretty particular. I think about that first Josh Manson game, he had that horrific turnover. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, yeah, in most other systems, He's a like guy negative would four be. in his yeah. first game. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I made the example on the watch along today. It's not like Max Domi was crushing it for Dallas either. It's a pretty normal thing. Dude, I think he had, he picked up an assist in this game. I, I, but again, he also he didn't, had so. seven turnovers on the first power play yeah, for he Dallas. Was, like. He was really bad for Dallas today. <laughs> it, it, so it's a pretty normal thing just going to yeah. show on both. It's not like, oh, it's the Avs getting a guy and they can't make him fit. And it's, and it's like everybody. We, look, Lars Auer has to play better. Of we're course. Not, of we're course not, we're not going to sit here and say that this is an acceptable level we're of play We're just also him. understanding that he's yeah. been in the organization you, for two games. You have to give a guy some runway. Yeah. You can't just watch him in two games and be like, well, I've made up my mind. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because right now all you're seeing is a lot of confirmation bias. So... Uh, just, you know, just give him, give him, you know what? Give him until, what's today? Fourth? Give him until yeah. March 15th. So and then essentially you two weeks yeah. with the organization. And then you guys could resume being mad about that trade. But give him two weeks and just let him, just let him be. 
And if in two weeks you're still upset about it, fair, fair, fair enough for me. I, I, I just don't like the, like, we've had one guy in here who every single comment he has made all day long, the watch along and in the postgame show has been about Lars Eller. And I, it's just like, my man. Well, the, the, Lando here puts this comment in, and I would ask you the exact same question about Josh Manson, because it was true of Josh as well, and he came in, figured it out, and ended up being a key piece for part of the Avs Cup run. Yep. So Can, you, can, can Lars Eller find a way to fit into Colorado's identity still be enough of himself to be effective and make himself a contributor. That's on Lars. Uh, one other thing I want to talk about, I thought it was interesting, Jesse, I was talking with you about this during the game. Miko Rantanen, is he engaged? Sure looks like it. Fuck. Is he engaged effectively? Not today. Not as much. Not today. <laughs> but I, I, you know, we made the point, I can't remember if it was in the pregame or what, here, here is my thing with Miko. I, I get that he's maybe been a little bit more after the refs, getting involved in stuff after the whistle, not always being great. It's hard because for years there's been so much fist pounding for why doesn't this guy look engaged? What can we do to get Miko to look like he cares? Motherfucker cares. <laughs> no question about it. He cares. He's engaged. He's in it. Um... Just needs to find a better way to channel it, but I do like that he's showing some edge to his game. <laughs> I think I agree with you as one of the people who's been most frustrated mm -hmm. about the lackadaisical way that he can slide through games. Um, the just just figure it out. You know, there just needs to be a little. There needs to be a way to. And we saw this with McKinnon. How does he channel this properly? Right. Because we saw him do some unhinged things over the years. <laughs> and we've talked this year about how it's looked like it's been something that's oh, been a lot more controlled, <laughs> a lot more productive for yeah. him in the way that he has expressed that unhappiness at times. And with Miko, I think you're seeing him spend a lot of wasted energy on refs. And the refs, I think, are starting to give him the fact that he got two penalties today. I think tells you that he needs to really gear it down for a while because I think he's getting a reputation with officials. That is not the kind of reputation that you want. It's kind of the, it's, it's the Tom Wilson, Milan Lucic, like we're not yeah. giving you the benefit of the doubt in any situation you're in. You whine about everything. You're always mad at us and you're always doing shit, you know? And so I wonder, I, I wonder that if he has gone a little too far in the wrong direction, just because that was a really quick two penalties that they gave him. I was surprised he got the extra one on the first. That's what I'm, well, that's was, what I'm saying. I was like, a little surprised. And the second penalty really wasn't much of a penalty at like all. The, the, the slashing but that he does after the guy yeah. gets stupid, and then they take each of them, but he gets an unsportsmanlike on top of it. Because the refs are tired of dealing with it. Exactly, yeah. because because they're just like, well, no, I, we're not going to put up with this. I do also wonder if he maybe said something there that we aren't privy to. I'm assuming sure. that's what the unsportsmanlike right, is for. Right, 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 right. And so that's where it's like, hey, let's... You would you would love you would love to see that rage channeled properly because Mad Miko has never been the same as like angry Nate. Right, right, yeah. right. Where when when McKinnon gets upset, it usually brings out a, a level of greatness. And when Rantanen gets upset, His he goes, goes downhill usually. Yeah. But to your point, I feel like it took a while for Angry Nate to focus well, that. I I yeah, but the difference being that Angry Nate was productive, but Angry Nate was also unhinged and right. would do all kinds of other things. Right, right, right. And uh, Mad Miko has never really been 
Yeah. It didn't produce he's not produced the same kinds of results. Right, 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 sure. Right. Like Miko Miko's always been at his at his best when he's just like I'm Miko Rantanen, you know, mm -hmm. like I'm well just watch me dominate everybody when he's just casually asserting dominance and he just looks like he's like he makes the game so Less easy. Less mad Miko, more meme and moose. Yeah. There we go. I like the alliteration that we have decided that we is necessary <laughs> to make this point. Just wanted to bring it up as, as something interesting where I, I, I do think while it has gotten a little out of control for Miko, it's coming from a good place. It's coming from a being engaged and right. wanting to, and to be effective. That's where we're encouraged by, yeah. right? Like that's the part you like is that he's locked in. He's feeling it. He cares about the game. He's passionate about what's going on. You want that. He's gearing up. Yep. You're seeing him. This is this is a team that is trying to get itself worked into it. And to be honest with you, I think some of the shenanigans today is because they were embarrassed. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, don't don't necessarily disagree with that. Um, we have one super chat here from Australia Lynch. Five Aussie bucks saying the stars came out riding the Ben Silver Stick energy and the Avs played with a broken broomstick. Say la vie. You guys rocked, though. <laughs> Thanks. We do our best. I know some people aren't going to like our watch-along energy in games like this, but that's life. Yeah, the three of us don't invest a ton into individual games. Yep. I was excited for the game today. I'm really disappointed by the result, but we are almost always like this is well, like one of 82 and, puzzle right. pieces. The abs are in a comfortable spot even with this loss. And I think yeah, the tweet that I got about them missing the postseason for the record, they are six points ahead of ninth place Calgary with three games in hand on the Flames. Doing just fine. It would take a lot of work right now. A lot of work. They will have they will take this loss and they will take a big hit in their ability to win the central. Yep, it got harder today. But their ability harder. to make the playoffs, that number is gonna be well over 90% still. Yep. And right now they're eight points back of the stars with three games in hand and a head-to-head -head matchup remaining. Yep. Those are all numbers that are still in favor of Colorado. That's obviously, they get to that point, they've tied the division. Yep. I mean, so, we would all take that. It, it, you can cross those bridges when you come to it. I do want to say a loss like this does put a little extra mustard on tomorrow, right? Yeah, you don't want three losses in a row, especially to three good teams like that. You want to be, you want to feel like you're vibing, but really you want to get, you, you have a really busy schedule ahead of you. Yep. You need to get back to the points though. Yep. Uh, it, Buddy, if you don't like it being here, get out. Yeah, that I, I don't even it's understand so to me. why they, they vibe, but, you know, whatever. Uh, I also don't think we're pouting. I, think I, are, I, I would argue we've been doing the opposite of three, pouting. Three homers who were just like, hey, the Avs played like shit and got rocked today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Really bringing the big homer takes on, hey, they were terrible. Let's try and find two good things about the game. Yeah, I think to answer Drew's question about winning the division, I think winning the division is, again, we've talked about how weak the West is. That gives you the weakest postseason team to make it. You know, that, that gives you like a Seattle in round one or maybe an L.A. or somebody in round one. Maybe a Winnipeg that's floundering right now in round one. Like it gives you it gives you the most deeply flawed of teams. It, it's, it's one of those things where would you like to win the division? Yes, absolutely. If you don't, ah, okay, whatever. You're not going to have a big stink over it if you don't do the thing. Totally. Like you're not you're not losing your mind over it. Like 
everybody likes to we like to point to the Lightning here as the ultimate example of this. When was the last time the Lightning won the division? When they got eliminated right. in the first round. Exactly. <laughs> when they got swept. Like, you, when you have to turn it up, you have to turn it up. Regardless of the ads are going to have to go through teams no matter what. But yeah, winning the division just it gives you home ice. It makes your life just a little bit easier in a really hard environment. Yep. It, so. it, it's not nothing, but it's also not the end-all be-all by any stretch of the imagination. Totally. Um, I still think they're going to win it. This doesn't dampen my enthusiasm for them winning the division this year. I, again, I, I do think a lot of people really struggle with the, the games in hand thing. I think people really like to look at the, the standing, see the points, and don't think any further than that. Where the Avs are eight points back. But the reality is they're really not eight points back. Yeah, like look at their points percentage. Always look at points percentage like until... They're eight points back, but they've got more runway to make up points than the other teams do. Yep. And they have a lot of easy teams coming up. Yeah, you keep in mind, they play Arizona... Uh, three times, Sharks and they twice. play. They, they play San Jose three times. Is it three? Because yeah. they've played them zero so yeah, far. You're this right. Season. You're right. You're right. Like you play all those tanking teams that are getting, they're going, they're gearing up for Bedard and just traded away a lot of star players and stuff, and are going to start sitting guys for made up injuries. The Avs have those guys coming up on the schedule, so there should be absolutely no doubt about the postseason. But they are still well positioned to make a run for this division title. Agreed. Today hurt them, though. Today absolutely hurt them. I, I really do think how you're going to feel about this set of three games here is going to matter a lot more on tomorrow than it does today now. If the Avs get bodied tomorrow, you're going, okay, this is three in a yep. row. This is a problem. a problem. Yep, 100%. If the Avs come out and look great, I think you'll forget about this game immediately. It probably ends up being somewhere in the middle. And you'll have some good, you'll have some bad, either way. Yep. We'll be here tomorrow breaking down the game, pre-game, watch-along, post-game for you. So yep. tune into that unless you hate watching us. And then also tune in because thank you for the view, I guess. Yeah, thanks for continuing to keep us employed and clothed and fed and paid and all those things. <laughs> uh, a really late, effective hate watch. A there. late super chat from Drew giving us 20 bucks just for making the game easier to watch today. You guys are awesome as always. I want to see the trolls around in the month. Buddy, we know this one. All those guys that were hating on everything Avs during the Stanley Cup final yeah, they last disappeared year real fast. have not been back this yeah. year. So, you know, well, they wait until things are down bad and then they show up and they use the internet for, you know, sharing in their misery. Either way, we appreciate all y'all. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, see you later.